When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy! We talking about Twitter. Ripple joy! Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. You better be willing to do unique things in order to expect unique results. And, and that's just life. He didn't urinate down his leg, man. That's a great place to begin. You guys are funny sometimes. We love. We mock ourselves. There it is. Uh, I was looking for all the sounds. It's the return. It's a leap day edition. Leap That's day. Right. And in, 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 in uh, unique things require unique results or something like that. I don't know. Close enough. I'm Kyle Kreis. Here with me is Greg Benevent. Hello. And in the Mario seat, our special guest from Comedy... Oh, cut the music. From Comedy Central, Netflix, The Roast of Ric Flair, Earl Skakel. Thank you, Mario. Yeah, you can uh, you can, you can can get the, the Mario bump, I guess, right? If you Because I was in his chair. I don't know. I mean, I sat next to him once on the, a flight first class, and he looked like Billy D. Williams, man. Just all white suits, shades on. No, no shoes, no socks. This uh, guy gets it. <laughs> Literally. Earl is back. You may remember last year he was here for March Steelers March Madness, the 64 greatest moments. And he's back. But this year we've got a new spin. It's no longer March Madness. It's March yeah, it's Sadness. March. The power of the madness. Oh, yeah. A man needs a little madness. I won't go schizo, will I? Madness. Madness. Guys, it's March. Oh, yeah. Madness. madness. We're always trying to get eight pounds in a five-pound bag. This is madness. Oh, yeah. Guys, it's March. I saw what the madness was all about. Madness, period. Oh, yeah. That's right. March sadness. The 64 saddest moments in Steeler history. But before we can get there... We've got a play-in special. That's right. It's not March yet. It's only Leap Day. So we've got the play-in special. I've got 54 Steeler moments on the board, and we have to determine which 10 are going to move on to the big dance next week. Are we ready for, uh, I don't know, some sad some sad moments in Steelers history? <laughs> I'm willing to talk about anything football if it's not a mock draft. 
Or Kenny Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> no mock drafts. No Kenny Pickett today. No, maybe we will. Maybe we will. It, will it he? May, it may come in in some of these. That, wow. uh, it's not impossible. Maybe drafting him. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the saddest moment? Might be. Um, we've got 10 open spots, and mm-hmm. I've broken these down into four, five different categories. Um Playoff moments, moments that happened in the playoffs. I mean, that's probably going to be the majority of these 10 spots, maybe. Then there's moments that missed the playoffs, playoff missing moments. Uh, Then there's injuries. I was, you know, do do injuries belong in this list of... uh, of sad moments because there's a couple of the well, kids. since we're making it up i think that that can work well we'll see we'll we'll talk yeah. about injuries and then there's just some other miscellaneous moments you know like coin flips on thanksgiving day and uh, <laughs> about, uh franco harris playing for seattle <laughs> that is a, that's mean, that's a sad just, that, just that image that should probably be included in here too earl that's not I mean, a bad point all right well there's many moments why don't we start with uh, we're going to try to get through this a little timelier than last last year. <laughs> no, why, why not? Well, again, <laughs> that's why we're breaking into two weeks with the play-in special and then the the tournament itself. I mean, um, this Sting's last match on Sunday. As long as we can wrap it up by then, <laughs> we have a chance. <laughs> Let's start with moments that happened in the playoffs. Okay. Um, because some of these, I was just like, I don't know if they're sad enough or mad, you know, make you mad enough to make it into the March Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I want to start back all the way in 72, um, the AFC Championship game. Larry Zonka scores a touchdown in the second quarter. You know, it was, uh, it's not the moment I think of when I think of that game, you know, because just before, the moment that made the 64 is the fake punt from just a few plays earlier. It's hard for me to want to include this because, again, after this, they go win, what, four of the next six Super Bowls. So it's like I can see in the moment you're thinking, oh, maybe this is it for this young team. But uh, no. You know, it's like a pass to the fullback. It should have been tackled. Um, I just, yeah, when I think of this game, I think of the fake punt. Um, and I think about the interceptions in the second half. You know, 72. This was the week after uh, the Immaculate Immaculate Reception, you know? I mean, any Dwight White. Reference is maybe the slowest defensive lineman ever in the history of athletics. So you just you know that weight on him his whole life. But he did win four Super Bowls pretty soon after that. See, so. that's why I keep. That's exactly why I come back to maybe these aren't the saddest moments since there was a happy ending right around the corner. Let's just get to the eighties. <laughs> I think there's plenty of that on here too, but oh not in the playoff God. section, Earl. That, yeah. That's that's not where the eighties are. I mean, Louis Lips, Abercrombie. His name's on the sheet. Mark sheet Malone. I, I think there's ahead. some Mark Malone moments uh, coming. I, I looked ahead. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, let's stick with the AFC Championship game. The the funny thing about this game was that it was in Pittsburgh, even mm-hmm. though Miami was undefeated back then they determined the home team by before the season it was like this conference or this division gets the home game this year this gets it next year so pittsburgh was at home against the undefeated dolphins in the in the 72 presumably it was a little bit colder you know in mid-december than it would be in south florida let's go to the fourth quarter i don't know if this moment should make it or not it's it was uh Bradshaw's interception to Mike Kellen, fourth quarter interception. It's almost like the immaculate reception on replay uh, from a week ago. You know, it was the po- the breakdown in the pocket. It was the last play. Uh, the Steelers had a chance to uh, make the comeback, except this time, instead of it being a immaculate reception, it was just an interception, you know? 
Well, I mean, also in our camera view, I didn't see a Steeler within the 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 shot. So I mean, that's a little bit different too, maybe. Uh, you know, there's two other moments that make that that make the uh, 64 from this game. But you know, mm. Steeler Nation, does anyone ever talk about this champion? Everyone talks about the immaculate reception. No one ever talks about losing to Miami the week after. You know, it only well, comes up in the context of them being the one undefeated team. That's crazy, though. I didn't realize that they decided the home field. That that's just sounds. It, I mean, it, I mean, now it, it makes no sense. Adults went yeah. along with this, like Pete <laughs> Rosell. Like, like that's insane. Let's move on to '73. It was the AFC divisional round against Oakland in the third quarter. We were only down 16 to 7. This was a blowout the most of the game, you know, but Steelers were only down 16 to 7, but Bradshaw uh poised to make a comeback, but he threw not just a pick. You know, it's kind of sealed the deal on uh, in 73. This was this was pretty much a blowout, but uh down 16 to 7 was about as close as it got here. Okay, so yeah, so this is the play that put the game out of reach. At um again, it's it's that whole thing about the four Super Bowls are right beyond this season. It's hard for me to get uh, too worked up about this, but also I wasn't alive. So you're saying anything from the dynasty era is probably doesn't qualify for sadness. I was gonna say anything pre the dynasty era, certainly, unless you're going back to like the fifties or something. But maybe. I mean Well, I mean we started at seven we started at seventy two, right? Okay, the immaculate I'm not going back. No, I think that's a good idea. It um, I mean there could be I mean, certainly the injuries to Franco and all that I'm certainly willing to listen to because that kinda kept the dynasty from being more dynastic. But, all right, um, we'll get yeah. to injuries. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get to injuries. Well, I think Bradshaw had just gotten about an hour before the game the script to Hooper, so uh, <laughs> he, was, he was so excited about working with Jan Michael Vincent before it, whatever happened to him. Jesus. Let's wow. um, also in this game. Was there another moment in '73? No. Let's move all the way on to '83. Here, oh, we, here go. we go. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, uh, what do we got here? It's the wild card round against San Diego Chargers. Man, this was like the, uh, this this was a blown lead. They blew the fourth quarter comeback to Dan Fouts. Now the play in question is, there were two fourth quarter touchdowns to Kellen Winslow. The second one is in, has made the 64. The question is, should the first be uh, part of the sadness? This was, you know... Uh, this was earlier in the fourth, so it wasn't the nail in the coffin. Okay, and and we and Steelers still held the lead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they still hold the lead after this play. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, two all-time greats uh, that never actually won anything in what might have been their crowning achievement. That's uh, too hard for me to get worked up about that either. But uh, I don't know. Was this before the '83 draft? I mean, to me, not drafting Marino a few months later uh, might have. Been sadder. <laughs> oh, okay, so we sh- yeah, we should put miscellaneous. That's, um, pretty, that's a pretty good one. To add. Missing yeah. on Marino. Let uh-huh. me put that in. Uh... Shout out to uh, Gabriel Rivera, <laughs> right? For your back injury. We'll talk about that. You know, should that be well, when we get to the injuries? We'll I mean, talk. that might be number one. To be honest, I mean, when yeah. you think about the implications of mm-hmm. not wanting to hurt Bradshaw's feelings out of loyalty, and that maybe harmed the franchise. Seriously, for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Look, look at the quarterbacks who went, you know, Woodley, Bobby Brister, Mark Malone, staring a laser at any receiver he was throwing to. <laughs> like, 
I mean, think about it. Oh, yeah, no, the best one after that is Neil O'Donnell or Cordell. I mean, you're looking at Tom Zack in there, too. I mean, it's it's very fallow. All right, well, Missy Marino might have to make the... uh, I might have to make the 64 here. Let's, um, for the record, real fast, I want to say I was a fan of Neil O'Donnell. Oh, God, oh yeah. yeah. Neil won games. Neil knew how to win with that team. He gets a lot of sh- for the, the interceptions in the Super Bowl. Which weren't really his fault. Yeah, that was one, uh, who mm-hmm. ran the wrong Andre route? Hastings. Yeah, good job, Hastings. <laughs> what? I mean, was it? I mean, you know, do you throw? We'll get to, we'll get, well, we'll yeah, get to yeah, there next week. Like, oh, okay. You know, next oh, week no. when we talk oh, about Super Bowl God. 30. It's, you mean uh, in an hour? Yes. <laughs> Oh, did I just, In two days. Did I just break kayfabe? <laughs> um, so uh, I, I'm gonna. I, I want to say no on this first foul. I think that's a good call. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on to 1984 New Year's Day divisional round at L.A. Raiders. Now this game was already a blowout when Marcus Allen ripped a 49 year 49 year old 49 yard touchdown you know i don't even does anyone even remember uh i don't no one really talks about this game you were at this game do you remember marcus allen ripping this one off to be honest with you all i remember was the parking situation uh outside the coliseum was like (laughs) felt like kurt russell trying to navigate the 34th street bridge (laughs) (laughs) like yeeks yeah, I feel like the only place I've ever seen this play is in like Marcus Allen career highlights. Like when he was going into the hall, you'd see this like run in slow motion. It was already a blowout. It's mm-hmm. just like you know, I can't consider it one of the saddest moments. No, if um, this um, is a dark era for the Steelers, mm-hmm. that, you know, just like the '80s. Just, it's like when Kiss took off the makeup and played <laughs> in the '80s. It's just a forgotten era. <laughs> Right, no one remembers the Malone era, even though we there was an AFC Championship game right. with Malone. Even though Bubby uh, had playoff wins, mm-hmm. uh, everyone acts like it was the dark ages, uh, and you know maybe well, it was because as far it was as, not the seventies. Well, yeah. yeah, just not the star power, but um, you know, was it as bad as today? Was the t- were the teams uh, of those eighties as uh, compared to the teams of of this era? I mean, they have so many offensive weapons right now that I can't. Like you'd be, you'd have to be a super fan among our level to go Louis Lips, yeah, Abercrombie, uh, you know, Bam, well, Bam Morrison, Foster later, but mm-hmm. like the '80s were like, uh, you know, people sleep on these '80s teams, but uh, I don't know. You compared to this era, I think there's some similarities, maybe. But let's get to the Cower era. Okay, finally, things I was there for. All right. <laughs> 98 uh, AFC Championship in Pittsburgh against Denver. Now, a number of these plays have made the have already made the 64, but there are a couple that I was on the fence about. Let's start with it's the second quarter. Steelers are up 14 to 10. 532 left in the second quarter. Uh, Will Blackwell had just returned a punt Mm -hmm. to the Broncos' 43-yard line. Cordell forces it into the end zone in double coverage. Ray Crockett comes down with the interception. Five plays later, Elway marched down the field. It was Mm 17-14 Broncos. Um you know, do you? I don't know if this play stands out uh, from that game or not, not because really. there was a lot of fourth fourth quarter action. Well, not even that. I mean, it's having been at that game, there was a general feeling that the Steelers were always in it and probably going to come back because a few months prior they were down what twenty to nothing, twenty one to nothing to this team in Three Rivers, and they'd come back and beat them. So there was a feeling of like, okay, as long as they're close in this game, they're going to come back and win this too. Okay, let's move on then to uh, later in this quarter. 
The score is 17 to 14. Uh, Elway and the Broncos had the ball at midfield, 43 seconds left in the quarter. On the first play of the drive, Carnell Lake is flagged for pass interference, giving Denver the ball at the 20. Four plays later, Elway uh, makes the score 24 to 14. Is that even pass interference? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Well, it's also a different error for pass interference, and that's a genuinely great receiver that uh, Lake was on. But again, the same thing. There was a feeling of like, this is bad that the Steelers are tight in this game, but moreover, they just come back against these same guys. They can handle this too. He does. He does bump them. I mean, that's I can see calling that. I mean, that, I don't think it's pass interference <laughs> given that era, which was like jungle, like coverage and like. But see, it didn't feel that way at the time because comparatively right. now it does. But at the time, we thought like, oh, they're playing. They're like the, they don't let them play. It's so soft. I mean, back then, like, <laughs> there's a lot of things going on in those games mm-hmm. that weren't called. It mm-hmm. seems a little ticky tacky, even for that era. Let's go on to the second half. Now, in the third quarter, uh, Steelers were still trailing 24 to 14. You say they didn't feel like we're out of it. Um, In fact, uh, Cordell and the bus go down the field on the opening drive, Mm -hmm. but on first and goal from the five... Cordell's looking for C.J. Charles Johnson. Is this when he goes to Roman Al- when Romanowski gets it, or is that one of the late other ones? No, this is uh, Alan Aldridge with the uh, interception. Okay, but as you can see there, it's like triple coverage. He needed to really loft it, mm-hmm. um, and instead, you know, it doesn't even look at anyone else. I mean, there were three Broncos there. Man, well, that was a genuinely great defense. I mean, people kind of forget that. That's what Elway never had in the eighties. It um, but I think you brought up the point yourself. They move. They were moving the ball. They were moving the ball the whole day. They just bogged down in the end zone. Um, so uh, we we can cross this one off the list. Is I that certainly think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Let's go to two thousand two. This is a play that I think that you want on there, and I think that uh, could uh, belong. It's uh, 2002, the AFC Championship, 2001 AFC Championship game, 636, left in the fourth. Uh, Joey Porter drops the pick six. Now, if you look at the play here, you know, it it hits him high in the hands. It hits him in the hands, though. Right. But you, you, you definitely. Oh, I remember this that sticks one out very clearly. You. Oh yeah, this would be the first. But I mean, again, I'm biased. I was there. But it, um, but yeah, this is the one. Because I mean, if he returns that for a touchdown, then maybe it's an entirely different thing. The Steelers don't need Cordell to throw the ball for the rest of the game, and uh, you know, Bledsoe has, has to actually go down and win it, as opposed to coming in with a lead from the uh, special teams touchdowns. So let's uh, let's pencil that one in. Maybe is one of them pencil in. All right, yeah. we're having a hard time finding ten. Maybe. <laughs> well, we're also very early into this bracket, Scott. We've yeah, got, we got so- time. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many left. All right, let's go to 2004 uh, AFC Championship game. This is a, once again against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, let me find go to my notes here. We've got. It's the coldest playoff game of the year, mm-hmm. uh, or ever in Pittsburgh, I should yes. say. Um, and so perhaps it took Ben some time to warm up because on his first throw from scrimmage, uh, it sails mm-hmm. over, who is that? Is that Plex? Uh, intercepted by Eugene Wilson, sets up New England's 3-0 lead. Right, and I think after this, I want to say Vinatieri kicks the then-longest field goal in uh Pittsburgh Stadium history. It um, no, I mean this set the tone for the rest of the game. I mean I could be talked into this. That I know they make a run uh, later in the third quarter to kind of get back into it, but they're never in this game. So I could be talked into this play just because of this. 
it's just um, there's so many playoff memories I feel where first quarter mishaps were always under the gun you know starting off behind the eight ball whether it was this game whether it was uh, recently against Cleveland or you know any of the Jacksonville games it seems like Steelers always get down early and very early <laughs> yeah and also too again they're playing the better team here at uh, they were running on fumes after the Jets game which they barely managed to survive at, uh, I could be talked into this one just because like I, again after this it was sort of feeling like wow this really isn't going to go right is it all right, that's a maybe. Let's move on to 2008. This is the wild card game against the Jags. It's a pick six, right? It's it's mm-hmm. the game is tied at the in, at seven, and so it's early in the game, and and really wasn't the deciding moment in the game. Mm-mm. But it's hard to say that a pick six uh, shouldn't be considered among the most saddest moments or not. I don't know. How, what do you, what do you feel here? It's um. It's, it's Ben seeing ghosts here, you know? He just oh, yeah, didn't yeah. see them. This is Tomlin's first game, and Mathis was an incredible Steeler killer. I mean, he had, what, two, three, four uh, pick sixes against the Steelers? The only thing that makes me th- uh, I would keep this off of this, remember, if they do win this game, they're going to the per- perfect Patriots the next week, and they would have been absolutely annihilated. So, uh, <laughs> you know, this being Tomlin's first playoff game, and I was there, and I, you have another play coming up that I would think was a lot sadder than this one from this game, but um, I don't know. It, it's hard for me to include this one right well now. i mean there's so many plays from this game that mm-hmm. uh, i think are going to make the final you know there, there were there were three picks ben picks it's hard to say which was sadder you know the third pick when you th- when you think oh there's still help oh no there's not you know well, he also led them back into this game i mean i remember listening to sports radio after this and saverin talking about how ben for as many bad plays as he made in this game really did lead them back into it too well like you said this might have been a blessing in disguise that they lost mm-hmm. so we didn't get Polaxed by the Patriots no, the next week. So there's a silver lining. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll put that in the maybe. Do you think? Do you see anything on the playoff list that should be included after after this? Uh, the only thing I, I would seriously consider is the Super Bowl forty five uh, fourth and five at the thirty three uh, Ben's pass going incomplete. Just because that's where okay the mad there is not enough magic for this right now. It, ben does not become one of the all time winners with a second all time uh, drive. The Kiar and Fox holding penalty was too much, and uh, here it uh, just doesn't work. At um. Mm-hmm. Right. This there was still even with fifty seconds left, there was still some hope that that, that right. there might be a final so drive I, here. I could I could I could see that getting in there. Yes, just because of that. Or the handing off the ball to Mendenhall, which oh yeah, is well, a reminder we drafted him. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll he get ran to that. Hard that year, but man, that play is going to follow him forever. That's believe me, that might be a very highly seeded uh, play in the uh, final. <laughs> might be. All right. <laughs> well, if- Let's get to, uh, why don't we take this commercial break? We're going to get to the second half of the first show. We're getting there. Second half of the first show? We're getting there. (laughs) This is out of control. Unique things. No one else is doing, no one else is doing this. I guarantee you that. (laughs) If we leave here today with one thought, it's like no one else is doing this. We'll get to the playoff missing moments. Uh-huh. We'll get. We'll talk some injuries. It seems like you guys like injuries. Want to want to include some, and then some mis- miscellaneous Jesus. posterizing Miscell- moments. Miscellaneous. Holy. Maybe less. Lovitz is going to be open again before we finish. It's Steelers March sadness. Can you handle this much sadness? No. <laughs>
All right. It's the second half. Steelers March Sadness Mm -hmm. play-in special. We talked about the playoff moments from the playoffs, but there's some moments that weren't playoff, but I still think are worthy of being included in the saddest moments in Steeler history. Let's talk about the playoff missing moments. There's, you know, the moments that we could have made the playoffs, but we blew it in the in the last moment. Um, you know, the, we could we could talk about 2009. There, you know, there were three weeks. We it, it was if you thought 2023 season had, was low point between the Colts, <laughs> Cards, and Patriots, 2009 was similar where. Uh, Steelers lost to Kansas City in overtime, then the Baltimore in overtime, and then to Brad Gronkowski and the Raiders in a fourth quarter comeback. And I'd like to say that that Bruce Gronkowski moment should be included in the 64. I can argue. I can agree with that. Yeah, the Gronkowski play, he loses. Uh, it's in Pittsburgh. At uh, Gronkowski is the backup for that Raiders team. At uh, I want to say that was part of like those years where the Steelers had no corners whatsoever, and the, and Gronkowski. <laughs> really uh, managed to exploit that from what I remember about this game. The drive was just as sad as the game-winning play that he drove down, um, you know, the length of the field. 29 there. Who would that have been? Cody Sensabaugh? Oh, I wonder if this is even before that, but maybe. at. uh, I mean, there's just a lot of just rough dudes that they had in that corner and that secondary for a long time. And it's and obviously the pass rush was pretty bad, too, if you can't get to the second or third string quarterback of the Raiders when you absolutely have to do it. Anyway. Oh, oh Ryan Mundy. Mundy. Ryan Mundy. Ryan Mundy. Oh, that's right. West Virginia zone. Um, I, you know, it's the, the only thing is, is like, you know, it was like week four, 13. So it's hard to say, oh, this was the saddest moment. But in retrospect, I think, you know, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like this season. You know, like looking back at the cards game, was that the saddest moment in Steelers history? You yeah, know? it was up there. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. All three of those games. We've had that debate. That's rough. Which of those was the saddest moment from this year? But I got to go with the Lima Swede drop game. Oh yeah, yeah. We can get to that. That's I, I had that under miscellaneous. Oh, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't you mean, mean to cross section? I mean, I only Wait. gave you uh, thirty pages of. <laughs> I mean, this is this is like reading War and Peace. This, I mean, I don't even know what page I'm on, but but, but like that's just a, another like the Mendenhall play, a, a reminder of. And I still don't know why he wasn't a good receiver. Like the guy had every single tool you would want. Oh, that's on, what they all said mm-hmm. on paper. Yep. Like he's Randy Moss. Like mm-hmm. he's big, he's fast, he's smart, he works hard. Good mm-hmm. hands. Came from a pro program, basically, mm-hmm. and just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just then it just never came together. I want to talk about 2018. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like there was a, a string of, geez, there was like five games. Basically, all of uh, hell raising season <laughs> was. You know, moments that cost us the playoffs. I don't know if is there anything in here. You know, I, I I'm looking I at. I like what you highlighted. I, I agree with the juju fumble against the Saints. You we've yeah the Saints I game. I agree with that 100. The Saints game was just a mess in itself. There were the two pass interference plays on Joe Hayden that were yes. wacky. Mm-hmm. Um, but something else weird happened in that game. A the fake t- punt. Remember yeah. Rosie Nix called oh, for, that's the, the one for the first down when he didn't have it. Yeah. 
And the um, Saints were like a Super Bowl contender at the time, too. That was. But that it was came down to game. the end of that game with the Juju fumble, and it felt like the season. It felt like he fumbled the season away. In well, that he play. did because they weren't in control of their own destiny after that. At, um, and that's part of the reason why I think they didn't resign Juju because he had a tendency to fumble in big, big moments. At um, and yeah, so this. Uh, so I absolutely think that should be in one of these uh, in the in the bracket there. <laughs> yeah, one of the categories. <laughs> and the maybes and the possibilities. <laughs> What about, remember um, in November of that season against Denver, we had Ben with the red zone interception that kind of sowed the seeds to the A.B. breakup. Yeah. I don't know if you want to remember because Ben went to the media afterwards and was like, oh, well, Ben AB. went on his radio show and basically called out A.B. on that. Yeah, that's not a bad point either. It, um, I don't know. I mean, like it's it was a disappointing moment, but it's hard to think of sadness just because like this kind of this big deal. But this small thing drove A.B. that nuts. Like, I don't know if that's I feel like that was going to happen regardless anyway, maybe at the. Uh, yeah, we all take a cryo chamber session with no uh, socks on. <laughs> I kind of feel well. I kind of feel AB quitting on the team is one of the saddest moments in in itself. Yeah, you know? that's the game oh. after this one, right? That home game against the Bengals. Yeah, the I, I put that under the miscellaneous moments. Maybe we'll okay. get to that in a moment. Now, okay. uh, what about Duck? Should we just briefly talk about Duck? Is that does, should I mean should he qualify for a saddest moment? We we kind of uh, were we you know. In week 15 of that season, 2019, the Titans lost to Houston, so Steelers just needed a win against Buffalo, and Duck threw two uh, end zone interceptions in the fourth quarter. I mean, I, I, this is this is one, and I don't know, if you actually could debate that, because if the Steelers go into the playoffs, they do instead of the Titans, and Brady probably beats them up at the end of uh, the Patriots, because remember, the Titans get in, and they run all over the Patriots and end Brady's uh, time in New England. But I don't know, that Buffalo team at the time, we thought, like, ah, they're okay. Well, they were actually really good i mean that was the beginning of josh allen and the whole sean mcdermott thing and that was sort of the end of the duck thing so it um that was i mean it depends on how you're defining this it was very d disappointing at the time in retrospect it's one uh, maybe you can live with that i remember duck for the good memories not right. necessarily the... and this is the this is where it ends right here this is the <laughs> yeah, end of the yeah. good memories this yeah. exact moment i saw him play live at this soccer stadium uh, oh yeah and it was like watching this is an old reference but it's like watching Rudy Stein pitch for the Bad News Bears. Like <laughs> you were just rooting for him. Like yeah. he's like, I don't know if this guy's gonna hike the ball right or like he, he gave you an excitement. Like you like it was like watching your friends play in a beer league. Like you were just like, I think he can do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt with Duck at quarterback. I felt we could do it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I did mean, do it plenty of times. But he, there was just an element of, like, he looked like one of us. Mm -hmm. 100%. Like, and so it was like, you know, most quarterbacks, Josh Allen's like this jacked six foot six white mm -hmm. guy who can run. Or Cordell Stewart was like a jacked athlete. Mm -hmm. Roethlisberger, a giant. Mm -hmm. Duck looked like someone who worked at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably is working at Walmart. Right. Right it, well, you know, they have good bennies, right? Um <laughs> All right. And what about the Kenny? Anything from the from twenty twenty two? You know, I mean, Kenny. I can't. You know, the the picks in in Miami, uh, the game against the Ravens. But I just, you know, it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't ring true. As no, far as... I mean, it's it's because it's not like you thought any of these things. Oh man, if this had gone right, they'd be a contender. I mean, it's 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 hard to think there just weren't the stakes in those moments in twenty twenty two. Oh, I'd like to add when they said in the Pittsburgh Steelers with the 20th selection <laughs> draft Kenny Pickett. 
But I had, in full disclosure, I wanted Malik Willis, and like that guy's on paper, like Willis has everything: mm-hmm. giant arm, mm-hmm. athletic, and smart guy, works hard. Yep, he was like the uh, he's the the twenty uh, twenty twenty one version of Mark Malone. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> Let's Mark not, Malone had let's well let's, let's talk injuries. Okay. Let's talk injuries because um you know I, I didn't the only I only had put one injury so far on the 64 Shazier right. of course. Right, which yeah, because that, that happened on the field. So some of these and that I changed everything yeah, forever. Yeah. Right. So but there were a few key injuries that maybe are worth including. Let's let's talk. Mm-hmm. Um 1976 uh Turkey Jones takes out Bradshaw for two months. It was um Turkey Jones. It well only because seventy six was like the greatest team not to win the Super Bowl, you mm. know? And mm. maybe this injury would have been uh would have changed that. You know, this was uh <laughs> this was a poster back then. But didn't they win a bunch of games after this? Well they like- still I mean, you know, they still go to the uh, AFC Championship, but they win with like Khrushchev, or maybe I'm thinking of a different time. I, I've always heard these stories, and, um, and you know, if you were hurt back then, you were hurt. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, there was no. Uh, let's take him to concussion protocol. <laughs> oh, in the blue tent. I mean, he tackles him on his head there. Oh gosh, I can't even. I don't even want to look at that. Um, I do. Can I say it one more time? <laughs> I want to make this show go as long as possible. <laughs> So now, okay, if we're not going to talk about Bradshaw in 76, oh, <laughs> what about Franco in 76? In the divisional game against Baltimore, that's the uh, Bradshaw's perfect game. Franco gets hurt. He can't play in the AFC Championship game, and neither does Rocky. So they're, you know, they have no shot, really. Uh, to, to the. I mean, that's what I was always told growing up, is that the main reason the Steelers didn't have three Super Bowls in a row was that they never had a running back go into, the, into those AFC Championship games. So, I mean, I can be talked into that but that's what my folks told me so if we didn't have franco or rocky i can't even remember who the third well let's move on to 81 all right now mark malone is our quarterback the beginning of the end (laughs) the end of the end you know well when malone came into the league he had 4-4 speed he was like steve young and warren moon but he got a knee injury in the preseason uh, mm-hmm. He came back from it, obviously, but he just never had that speed again. You know, would would the team have looked different if we had Steve Young back there instead of? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you are right, though. Once again, on paper, Mark Malone, a great arm, speed, mm-hmm. incredibly good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, for whatever like, reason, it yeah. just doesn't all gel. Well, you know, his mobility was part of it. You know, mm-hmm. so when you lose that. Uh, that was part of the reason that made him such an attractive pick in the first place. Was I never he a first, knew that. Was he a first-round pick? Yeah. Yes, yeah. That was because he was the last first-round before Roethlisberger. At, um, Quarterback, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speak, all right, so uh, is that a no then, I guess? I don't know. We're I, not, I we're mean, not... it, it, it's just so hard. To th- I mean, maybe it's – that's one that requires so many other parallel dimensions for this to work out that it, it's hard for me to get that far into a, a different uh, – uh, uh, world that is a big what if you know well yeah, this thank is, you that's where i was trying to get this to is go. a pretty big one too then because mm-hmm. in 83 was gabe rivera mm-hmm. um you know he it was mm-hmm. kind of like shazier as far as it you know his the car accident left him paralyzed um he was not un, not like shazier though he was not the immediate contributor like shazier shazier was like a pro bowler you know mm-hmm. gabe rivera he contributed but he wasn't he didn't come out of the box uh, like an all pro you know I mean, to me, this is 
the saddest moment in Steeler history, to be honest with you. And nothing against Gabe Rivera. Yeah. But not drafting Marino just harmed this organization. You could argue in, until Roethlisberger. Like, mm-hmm. think if they drafted Marino. We don't talk about Bobby Brister, Cliff Stout. Uh, I mean, maybe Malone because he was drafted in 81. But, like, and the, and the receivers, you know, the Thigpens, the Johnsons, their numbers would have been better. You know? I mean, they, and they very possibly win a championship between the late eight, between the late 80s and uh, the late 90s. It, uh, it, I mean, it's because Marino never won one either. And if I mean, that's not to say the defense would have been as good, but if it had been good, even kind of good, they would have given Marino a real chance to uh, go and win that. Even against the great teams that time, those Cowboys, those Redskins, those... All right, let's put Marino missing Marino. Let's put it in. Let's let's okay. let's take it off the pencil maybe list and put it onto the. Jeez, now we got multiple, multiple. Well, you are right though. Like the defense in the eighties was not horrible. Right, it wasn't the steel curtain, mm-hmm. but you know a lot of them. You know, amazing players, and mm-hmm. you know, with Marino, you got to figure they'd be well rested because he's going to take them on you know eighty yard drives. You know, a lot. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, the problem was. Their defense was just so tired after, you know, interception after interception, fumbles. I believe it. That's what happened the duck year. That was the best defense the Steelers have had in the last decade. And they were just exhausted by the end and everyone played them so conservatively. Well, should we consider Ben's injury in that in the duck year? Twenty is part of the saddest? You know, that was was that Ben's last chance, even though twenty twenty I mean now that you're back Ah. Uh... I don't know if you can. You know why it just hit me? Because if Ben doesn't get hurt, they don't trade for Menka. Okay, that's the only thing. It's it's and that's a big part of why that defense was so great. Oh, whoop, let's get the sounds in. Haven't done that. In- <laughs> great, something else to make this longer. <laughs> All right, can I make a suggestion? Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just a guest. I'm just making a suggestion. <laughs> I'd like to go over every single injury in Steeler history. <laughs> next year, next year, From- March Madness. Uh, every injury. No, I want to do it right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Preseason injuries, guys who got waved, we never heard of. Like, we can talk about Sunquez Golson. I've got some stuff on him. Yeah, why not? I mean, let's morph into Pittsburgh Penguin injuries. <laughs> yeah, Rust is day to day. Let's. <laughs> can we talk about some miscellaneous? I, I've so far we've got one, two, three, four, five. I've got seven picks. We've got okay. three left okay. to make the final sixty-four. Okay. Um, you know the Thanksgiving coin flip ninety-eight. Should that is that the saddest moment? It's 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 an iconic moment. With you know, after that, the Steelers uh, go on a five game losing streak and miss the playoffs in '98. I could see putting it in just because of the five game losing streak. Like the fact that it's something that's so small and so seemingly meaningless is a big part of what derailed them. I could absolutely see that as making part of the uh, top ten there. Do we have that on tape? The coin uh, flip. I would like to read it. <laughs> yes. Sure. You know, if you remember, it was overtime and. Uh, who was the ref? I got the ref's name here. He's dead now. I know Phil that. Luckett. Phil you know, he know. asked Jerome Bettis to make the call. Bettis calls heads, but Luckett heard tails. Does Bettis call heads? There's kind of, it's like, has it been? Uh, yeah, there's been enough people that have said both sides of this, but Bettis is pretty adamant he's always called heads. And also the way he reacts in this afterwards, if yeah. I remember correctly, kind of shows that he thought it was done wrong. Just like, why did we choose the coin toss before we tossed it back then, you know? Yeah, you can see Carnell Lake is like telling him. We'd- yeah. Mm-hmm. The way that Bettis immediately reacts and the way that no one ever has at a coin toss in any football game you've seen <laughs> kind of gives away what's going on here. 
Um, the Lima Swede drop is oh on this list. You, you want to include that, right? It's, I um, do, because it's like, what if he catches it? Well, they win the game. They win that's, the game. That's the, thing. The, that's the reason yeah. I've always been, uh, uh, I mean, it's a sad moment. It's the end of Limus's career. And I remember being on, I want to say I was on Twitter somewhere at the time, and everyone made the same comment of, just keep laying there. Don't get up. Because he's actually hurt by this play, if I remember correctly. Did it hurt his pride, or was oh, he hurt? No, he says he's injured, because you see, he just, yeah. See, and then he kind of, like, feigns injury here after this. I mean, a lot of players are defined. Look at Mendenhall, still in when we went many ways defined by that Super Bowl fumble, and you know he had more than just uh, one. And O'Donnell, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Two Same picks, thing. whether they were his fault or not, arguably. Mm-hmm. You know. So what? What do we want to say? In or not in? Because we're we're running out of spots. What li- what list does this one go on there? <laughs> I mean, we're it's it'd be in or out is the is the um, I'm kind of inclined to say out just because we did go on to win the game. It if was they mid- lose the game, this is like yeah. a top seed. Like yeah. if they lose that game after he makes that play, this is like something we've talked about for like over a decade. I mean, I'd like it in just to prolong the show. <laughs> <laughs> what about let's okay you know another maybe? Let, it will, I'll okay, start. I'll start. Let's get another list too. How about uh, Jesse caught it? 2017. Yeah, um, it's, I'll you know. put it in just because they go to lose the game against the Jaguars. If they win this game, they're probably the number one seed and they get that not very good Titans team with Mariota. So um, I- I- I'll say yes on this. It I don't w- even know what play you're talking about, but I want it in. <laughs> <laughs> so the Steelers uh, were fighting for home field advantage and... In what looked like an obvious touchdown, the ref said Jesse James did not catch it. Uh, the ball, he did not complete the catch uh, in the end zone. And then, you know, obviously Steelers did not get home field advantage that season. And... They got a bye, and they got that game at home against Jacksonville, but they were the two seed. And they got and they had lost. It's just become, mm-hmm. it's very iconic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm fine with including it in. What about Mason Rudolph's brawl with Miles Garrett? Man, that's was that's one of the saddest moments in NFL history. Is it? Uh, that one's pretty sad. Is it a Steeler sadness moment? I mean, but what's game, sad about it? I mean, the game was over. the The Browns were in control the whole way. It uh, well, it was, it's. I mean, it's one of the few times that like what happened in the field like went to like actual assault. I mean, that, that that's not good. So you, we want to put it in. That's an in. I mean, I, I, we're running out of things to include. I know. And, uh, I mean, we can... Do, <laughs> but I still don't understand what's sad. For once, I'm being serious. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. For the Just... first time at the three-hour mark, <laughs> I, I think it's... Uh, I don't think it's sad. Mm, it's sad that... I see. That it occurred, but not sad in terms of, like, Steelers' outcome, is what you're saying. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. that's not okay. a bad point. It's sad if Rudolph... Yeah. Like, if he'd never played again It's sad for Rudolph. He, but yeah. if he said what... That's Garrett not a bad point. Said. That's a pretty good point, Earl. Uh, yeah. But do you guys right. believe that Rudolph said no? No. Just because Tomlin stepped up so quickly. So if <laughs> do all right, one, just two, three, kidding. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, we're at ten, but I I want to include AB getting benched. I I, I think I I would I think I think Earl's right. I think that's sadder because that's because that's the actual end. AB is not coming back after this ever. Maybe he doesn't you know go into the Ring of Honor as go into the Hall of Fame as a Steeler, much less the Ring of Honor. And, um, yeah, this is where AB's legacy in Pittsburgh is finally uh, uh, dead. Ed. So yeah, I'll include that because that's actually sad. So we do have to take one of these off then. No, How, what about? We don't have to. <laughs> no. 
Can you imagine A, B? 65? We'll go 65 instead of 64? Let's make it 72. (laughs) You imagine A, B's Hall of Fame speech. That's going to be... Oh, my God. I mean, if it happens, it's going to, like, happen decades from now. Like, it's going to be one of those, like, we let him in as an old-timer kind of thing. Everyone's okay with it now. They don't remember. That's going to be even better if he's got, like, CTE and he's up there thinking Jim Kelly is his quarterback. And uh, Dave Parker will get into the Hall of Fame before Antonio Brown. Put the put Parker in. Put Jesus. Parker in. Put them both in. Put them both in. Like put them in before he knows what the Hall of Fame is. All right. So is that? So wait. Do we decide what which one we're taking out? Then um, can we take out the? Um, I think it's got to be one of the playoff moments. Is yeah, it? Is it a, the Mathis pick six? Yes, I can remove the Mathis pick six just because. Uh, again, <laughs> they're going to. They're the, the next week. They're going to get shredded. By that perfect Patriots team. I mean, it's the only team that was ever going to beat them was that Giants team because in the Super Bowl because they had such a great uh, defensive line. Listen, I'm not going to lie. Can we start over? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't been, really been listening. <laughs> oh, that means there's a break. <laughs> <laughs> we've all right. So we've picked our ten. We've got our ten. <laughs> And we're and now we're ready for next week. Wait, we've only gone over ten. <laughs> we eliminated fifty-four down okay. to the ten. Now next week we will do the 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 official list of uh, of the picks. We made it. Okay. So uh, we, we, we five minute break. Five minute break. All right. <laughs> Go team. I you guys did it. We did it. And I and, and I don't it, know I, if we did. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we've been talking about. It's something like that. It's been a word jumble, maybe. Um, all right. So next week, the official sixty-four, and then your votes will determine uh, who picks them. Uh, all right. It's. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, R.I.P. Virgil. I'm, yeah, Rip go. Virgil. Western PA native. Uh, shout out to the WWE for looking after your own. Earl, where can we find you on uh, on social media or uh, or your pod? I'll tell you where you can't find me is in the studio again. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> Earl Skakel everywhere. All right, next week the official Steelers March Sadness. Jesus. We'll see you then. Until next week, keep listening to your coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.